Friends, Romans, Singetail and Hobblegrutz, lend me your ears. This is Head Heart Gut, the friendly debate show where there's no right answer, just the best answer. Every month we take an iconic set of three items from pop culture or the world that we live in and pit them against each other. First, each of our contestants will present their choice, answering the questions on our definitive survey of greatness. At the end of each episode, the other contestants will score them based on their head, heart and gut, and we will ultimately decide a winner of these three survey rounds. In week four, we turn up the heat where a special guest judge will lay down a ruling in a formal, structured debate. This week, I, Rowan, am joined by my fellow contestants, Eric, arguing on behalf of Scooby-Doo from the Scooby-Doo Cinematic Universe, and Julia, arguing on behalf of Appa from Avatar The Last Airbender. And I'll be arguing on behalf of Toothless from How To Train Your Dragon as the best fictional animal companion. Let's get it going, gang. arguing on behalf of the special precious angel and cornerstone of one of the best animated series of all time, Toothless. Um, the headline that I've given Toothless is a little riff on, <laughs> for any of you um, dragon heads out there who are familiar with the series, a uh, little, little play on the original uh, piece of the script from the first movie. Toothless, the unholy offspring of tadpole and kitten. <laughs> because truly, he is a mix of both of those animals and a perfect mix at that. Um, so just in case anyone isn't familiar with Toothless. Me. I've seen at least okay, one of the movies. Okay. I know that Here, much. Can I, just, um, can I ask something before you do the summary? I will allow it, yes. Th oh, thank you so much, Rowan. Uh, <laughs> so How to Train Your Dragon is not like Shrek. And it's, but it's it's not huge. It's not like Frozen. It's not massive, right? But I know that there is a very, very fervent fan base for it. Like, is it just really big on Tumblr? Like, what what is its presence in like the cartoon fandom? Um, so it's incredible. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Uh, I will say that uh, the main character in it, Hiccup, gets hot between the movies, and ah. I feel like there definitely was like an element of that on Tumblr that really came through. Yeah. Um, and I think Toothless is also a big part of it because he is um, functionally the cutest thing that's ever existed, mm -hmm. um, and that really is in his favor. Got it. It was technically a book series first, but the the films have literally zero to do with the books, so it wasn't like a you know the fandom from the books came over and really liked it. It very much is its own separate thing. I think the music as well is some of the most beautiful like score you will ever hear, and so. So a lot of people get very hyped up on that. It's like very good inspirational music, which we love to see. The cast is actually also very impressive from what I remember. Yes. Yeah. Julia's a massive Jay Baruchel fan, so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. A real Baruchel head. So I'll do a quick summary for um, Eric in particular, and I guess anyone else who somehow hasn't seen this incredible show slash series. Come on, y'all. <laughs> so Toothless is the central dragon in How to Train Your Dragon. This is a movie that's set in a fictional world where Vikings battle and defend themselves from dragons who plague their village. Our hero Hiccup tries to prove himself to his macho chief father by killing the most dangerous dragon, a night fury, but instead finds himself unable to slaughter the adorable animal and makes friends with it instead. And over the course of the films, they form this very beautiful bond of friendship and incredible trust. Uh, in the first movie, both Hiccup and Toothless lose a limb, and then they end up working together to be mobile, both on land and in the air. And it's very lovely and wonderful and sweet. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, so Toothless and Night Fury are the same? Yeah, Toothless is the, um, the Christian name for the... <laughs> 
for the Night Fury dragon, um, who is named that because he doesn't at first seem to have any teeth. He looks like a little gummy tadpole. Uh, it turns out he does. They're just, you know, retractable. Yeah, the okay. species is Night Fury. The specific yes. one we are talking about is Toothless, who is a Got Night Fury. Got it. When I was putting together some research to help Rowan on this journey, I was like, I keep looking up Toothless Best Dragon, and it's like, Night Fury is so strong in power. I'm like, who is that? Okay, that's good to know. So as I mentioned in an, another episode, the trading cards section. So I don't, didn't really ever do trading cards as a kid. I don't really understand what they are, but there are literally trading cards in the movies. There is a character who's like a super nerd about dragon lore who has these trading cards and Incredible. will like kind of rattle off these stats. And then they have created them in real life as well that you can trade. Plus, I also had a look at the experts over at www.toothlessnightfury.blogspot.com <laughs> who have done some extra calculation based on like real world science. So his trading cards have kind of like three core like things he can do, action things he can do. So one, invisibility. He is functionally invisible during any kind of darkness, even when he's not zooming around, which also makes him functionally invisible. He's just all black, like blending into the night and very stealthy, mm -hmm, good stealthy mm -hmm. boy. He sneaks into Hiccup's house a few times without him realizing. Um, flight, so uh, much like Appa, he can also fly. Canonically has the best speed and attack scores of any dragon in the franchise. And it's estimated that he probably reaches maximum speeds of 240 miles an hour saying, and I quote, he is a perfect perfectly designed animal stealth bomber. <gasps> so he's, uh, his flying's pretty good, is, Very is what I'm trying to say. Did you say attack score? So I'm glad you mentioned attack, Eric, because he has the ability to blast fireballs. So he manages to blast straight through like a solid stone tower. And he also manages to take down a mountain-sized dragon, which feels like it's pretty OP. Um, <laughs> he can also melt iron instantaneously. Basically, his his like blasts at their most fierce have been estimated to be over 3,000 degrees Celsius. And no, I will not provide the Fahrenheit equivalent. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Americans will have to do that for yourselves. But it is hot, hot, hot. But I will say... In contrast to this, the the playing card that you get given for him, his name on that is Playful Toothless. So, you know, it's the best of both worlds. He is three extremely overpowered, incredible things that could fuck up anyone, but he's playful. Yeah, but like Scooby-Doo can go in one door and come out a different door. <laughs> so pretty equivalent, I would say. Damn, Eric, you're right. So the three best qualities of Toothless. One, loyalty and friendship. This dragon, oh, it's all the more powerful because this isn't just, you know, a mindlessly loyal animal. He and Hiccup have been through so much together. They start off as enemies, but they grow, they learn together. He's learned to trust, he's learned to love. He's been mistreated and captured and brainwashed, but he still proves himself a loving friend. And I feel like that's a great quality to have in an animal companion. Number two, the cuteness factor. As mentioned before, he looks like a cross between a kitten and a tadpole, objectively two of the cutest things on earth. And he just looks so adorable while he does it. And everything, they keep discovering like new bits of his body. Sounds very strange, <laughs> but like, for example, he's originally toothless and then he has cute teeth come out. There's a bit in the third movie where if if you like scratch him behind his ear in a certain way, suddenly these cute little like stegosaurus spines come out of his <sighs> spine as well. So it just keeps every movie just discovering some new cute thing about him. Part of that is because no one really knows a lot about Night Furies because they're so like hard to find that Got no one's it. been okay. able to study them. Is that right? Yeah, he he is um, allegedly, not to give too many spoilers guys, but he is meant to be the last of his species. He's mm. like the last Night mm. Fury. Mm. Um, so people, all they know is that he's meant to be like the most dangerous, the most deadly, the most like scary dragon but he's just a little he's just a little pussycat 
I'm going to put um, that, I, I want to put that in my pocket because I want to know why he wants to bone that white dragon so badly. Because it's a DreamWorks movie and they had to make a lady version of right, him for him to seduce to, later. Right, right. Oh yeah, seduce, I'm not going to lie, is probably not the word for it. He is uh, not the most suave uh, that anyone's ever been. <laughs> I assume you're going to talk about it because that meme that's everywhere. But if you come back to it, I'm going to be like, so why does he want to? That's why he wants to bang that lady dragon so bad. Yeah, literally, because she is. It turns out there are more Night Furies. Uh, I do want to spoil things, but I'm going to. The third movie, Hidden World. Um, The third thing I want to say is that he is the motherfucking alpha leader of all dragons. Way. What? Um, (laughs) This is some real like Jurassic World energy happening here. But he looks like Cat Tadpole. Yeah. So he's. Listen. He's Miley Cyrusing it. He's best of both worlds. <laughs> he can be cute and he can be the alpha. Um, so they say that power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. So it would take a pretty special dragon to use his power only for good, right? <laughs> and that's exactly what Toothless does. He uses his alpha powers to free the other dragons from the bondage they've been under with the previous alphas. He is, in fact, the best boy. I don't know if you have any comments on that or if I can go straight to absolutely destroying both of you with Fight Club. I mean, I'm just blown away, but yeah, come destroy me in Fight Club. Let's go. Because Scooby-Doo's not even the factor here. He's Let's be between you and me. a warlock. We've counted Eric out He beat Tim Curry, a real warlock. Hold on, real quick. Explain to me specifically Specifically, how Scooby Doo was the one that beat Tim Curry, the warlock. Uh, great question. Um, some hijinks ensued. Uh-huh. Scooby, Scooby was thrown, flung, or tripped into Tim Curry, and then Tim Curry was defeated. I fully think that you could have just been like, the fight could have just been making a massive sandwich and just ramming it straight down the warlock's throat. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a very Scooby Doo. Um, Kind of if he if he'd really thought it through and if he wanted to commit to murder, that that would be an excellent in character way of doing it. I'm <laughs> keeping the recipe of the super shaggy sandwich to myself until later. So okay, now you won't fine. even know. You won't even know what it is. That'll be your gut section in the in the debate. <laughs> Brandon, here is this sandwich. <laughs> So in terms of Fight Club, I don't believe that Toothless would willingly slaughter the other two competitors, but I want you all to know that he could. Um, <laughs> Scooby-Doo is a cowardly little bitch and would be easy to take down as he ran away from behind. Alpha is also apparently scared of fire and Toothless is a literal dragon. Yeah. Uh, there is no contest. Well, that's what happened to poor Appa. He got scarred by that that circus. Yeah, Toothless doesn't care. Fucking use that PTSD against Appa. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm going to use it against him. I will stress that he is a good boy who doesn't want to kill, but uh, there is literally no contest. He he could, if if he so desired. Tinder profile. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. we've seen him go on dates. He's very dorky. He's awkward dorkiness. He's been made into a meme. It's sure. very endearing. But we also have seen him across the series move from that to being a good little papa. He has little kids. It's very cute. He's more mature. He can be in a in a committed relationship. He also, you know, if you're into that, he can he sort of narrows his eyes and becomes a sexy killing machine, depending on your preferences. Um, on Dragon Tinder, he I think he he would pitch his first date to you as being taking you to one of those art classes where you draw the same thing and then compare it. And he's canonically extremely bad at art. So- 
<laughs> you would be endeared towards him without him even having to try. Also, he probably would have one of those photos that straight dudes have on their profiles of them holding a big fish, but sure. like sort of ironically. And I think that would be very fun. It'd be just coming out of his mouth. Like, oh. yeah, literally. Because uh, he, again, canonically really enjoys fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, can I say that canonically in all three of our properties, all of our animal companions have fucked at some point. <laughs> because there are the baby appas in Korra. Mm. You just said that, Rowan, you just said that Toothless has kids. And like, mm-hmm. Scrappy-Doo is Scooby-Doo's nephew. So like, someone has fucked at some point around nearby. And I'm pretty sure at some point Scooby has had a kid. No, it's always just been scrappy as far as I know, but... I um... just don't... I, I, I want to, I think I can like intelligently make that assumption because it was stuck from the 70s. Like, I don't have proof that Scooby-Doo <laughs> had a kid, but like probably... But you believe it. He yeah. and Shaggy at one point did like adopt a bunch of like monster children when they were teachers at like a small girls monster school. Yeah, yeah. So they, he was a father figure, mm-hmm. which is pretty close. Yeah. So I'm just saying all of our animals have fucked. <laughs> what, Julia, you didn't want to do a Tinder profile? Why didn't you want to do that? I refuse. <laughs> um, so Dwayne the Rock Johnson factor. Uh, there is already a character called The Rock in these movies, so that feels slightly fated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fully believe that now that I've thought about it, no other person should play Hiccup's dad in a future live-action remake of this franchise than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I would very sure. much enjoy seeing him take on that role. I do have a question then. Mm-hmm. Because in the movie, it's played by Gerard Butler, right? That's yes. so funny. And Gerard Butler has a very thick Scottish accent in this film. Yes. Would you make Dwayne The Rock Johnson do a very thick Scottish accent yes. if he played the dad? Yes. Yes. 100%. And what would that be like? I would make him attempt that. <laughs> it would be incredible, even if it was just for the audition. And for some reason, I am in the room while this is happening. It gets filmed and then leaked online. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I leak it. Um, I <laughs> I just think that would be excellent. I just feel like he has the like the strength and like you were talking about wanting to see him play a villain as well. I feel like Hiccup's dad is a really great character for being a mix of, you know, he's being really tough on his son. And at some points he's kind of the villain in the first movie, but then we learn to see the softer side and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like Dwayne could uh, pull that off yeah, pretty really damn could. well. Yeah. Um, my fun fact for you is that in order to animate Toothless, uh, the animator stuck a ball of duct tape on his own cat's tail, uh, which obviously the cat was very confused and freaked out about, uh, and then shot loads of footage of it. And then that became the reference for the shots. And there is online footage of the cat next to the animation and it is exactly matched up and it is beautiful. I love when people in like films and video games and television, when they're doing like that kind of stuff, just like take their pets and make them into like a thing. Like the the bad guys in Halo are just one of the guys' pugs like sniffing at a microphone. Really? Oh yeah. my God, I love that. Oh my God. I'll send God. you that video, Eric. It's Please. very funny. Please, I love so, that. Yeah. It's like, that's just a cat. You just turned a cat into a dragon. What I love about animators is that like, I think that there's so much magic in cartoons is like, I don't know how you did that. How did you turn, make this and it's alive and it's moving, right? But it's really just like a bunch of people going like, yeah, look at my, look at my dog. <laughs> and like, it's just like, like a lot of that, which I find very, I find very, very funny. It's very good. Oh, Rowan, you've blessed us with this image. I'm, I'm going to go watch all of these videos of this later. It's very satisfying. Yeah, I do want to rewatch the movie now, which is going to get you some mm-hmm. pluses in the gut section, I feel like. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. All right, Gulia. So. This is Rowan's first time, so let's be nice. 
Just kidding. Let's fucking let's wreck her. this shit. Let's fucking wreck this shit. Um, how do you think Rowan did on her head? What do you think about the amount of facts and figures that she said? I felt good about it. I do mm. think that her trading card was very, very good. Like I was yeah. convinced, like, yeah, this dragon could fuck me up if it so chose to do that. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking like somewhere in like four, four point five for head. Yeah, I agree. I think there was a lot of facts. And it's in, the trainer dragon is perfect for this. There are some choices that are just perfect for this podcast. And mm-hmm. I really think that uh, whether Rowan did it intentionally or not, it really slid in. So I'm going to say four. All right. Let's talk about heart. Uh, does Rowan love the, let me check my notes, sweet cat tadpole? Yeah, I'm feeling good about that. I'm, I'm 4.5 or 5, I think, is where I'm at with heart. Like, I don't think we need to discuss it further because it, there's just a lot of love there. I could tell. I'm going to go with 4.5. Here's okay. why. Rowan, this is a motivational tool for Rowan to come back and wreck us. Because I'm worried (laughs) earlier Rowan was like, oh, I'm going to roast you guys. I'm going to fuck you up. And then she followed up and said, hey, I think this is what you wanted me to do. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Is this good? Is this good for you? So I'm saying it's a 4.5 so Rowan could have to like people please to do even better next time. Rowan, if I can make a suggestion for going into the debate round. I want to hear more about the very sweet relationship and bond between Hiccup and Toothless, specifically yeah, in regards it. to like them sharing an injury together and being able to like be two halves of a whole when they're combined. Like that's great. I love that. I agree with that. That's something I need to do for Scooby Doo with his mm-hmm. friends too. And I was like, oh, because our two choices as opposed to Appa, who is very much an animal in a human world, like ours are just as much main characters. And I feel like we need to do a better job of like fleshing that out. This is very like productive. Like we're learning like what we need to really focus on for the next yeah. round. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. Um and then with gut, um yeah, I wish I hadn't said that all of our animals fucked. That one's on me. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> that personally sucked. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Uh, I do want to know more about the meme. I was really interested of why. What is it about Toothless that is, that overcomes? And like, why do people fall in love with Toothless? Yeah, he's cute. But like, there's lots of cute shit on the internet. And I mean, this is a lot. I think this was incredible. I think I also want to give this at least a four. But that was something I really wanted to know more about the meme. And like, again, this instance is DreamWorks. Why Toothless is the only one who goes on dates out of everyone who we said here. So like, I definitely want to know more about like why DreamWorks putting heteronormativity into Toothless (laughs) a little bit. That's just DreamWorks in general. I actually think it's really interesting because I think Toothless almost falls into that realm of baby Yoda where it's like this thing has Mm. big eyes and looks soft but not like cuddly fluffy soft and i just want to protect it and i think that's like the something about that design is just like i need to protect this thing so mm, i mean i i was good i'll say i'll say a four i i think rowan won i think rowan did the best job yeah. regardless yeah, yeah, yeah so that's at least a 12 and a half so yeah. rowan's taking this guys. one we always like getting new blood in because they always beat us yeah like it's kind of nice <laughs> I will say, uh, now that you have scored it, I'm, maybe this is giving too much of a spoiler for next time, but if anyone is uh, listening who is like actually familiar with these movies, there is definitely a counter-argument that can be made for Toothless, and I'm really interested to see if either of you guys bring it up in the... Well, I'm going to rewatch all the movies now, Rowan. I'm going to get some counter-arguments to it, because yeah. I already know it's quite a, it's quite a big plot point in uh, that second movie, but uh, we will see. 
Is it is that the part where he gets like they hypnotize him and use him like for bad things or something? I mean, do you want me to say? I don't know. Eric, cover your ears in case you don't well, want to. Well, go keep it. it, keep it. I'm gonna do my own research to okay. fuck up Rowan in the big the big debate. So let's get to that next week when a we're gonna have a formal structured debate to determine which animal is best, even if all of our animals fuck. Stop it. No. <laughs> wow. No. 